I mean, if you're offended by me calling you sis, hey sis. Make sure you follow SBA One Worldwide for all your recording needs. I record my podcast right here at CNR Studios. It's great. They got mouthwash in the bathroom. You can bring your whole band in here, and they even let you pay in gold. For more information, hit them up on Instagram at Spade One Worldwide or at Cliff and Rico. And now let's start the show. I'm going to test this out right quick on yeah. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I said what I said. I'm going to keep it real with you. Got a little inside scoop. You ready for it? Uh-oh. What is it? It's so juicy. Is that your man or no? Oh, my goodness. If it isn't Little Miss Attitude. Enunciating the fuck. Single in the city. The real in relationships and surviving single. With me, starring Chelsea. Yes, bitches. We're finally been gone for a minute now i'm back with the jump off goons in the club case something jump off hey oh i was gonna go i don't know anymore though how are you gonna go with it then i was gonna i was going to encourage you through the oh i can do it can you turn this up a little bit rico yes because we're back we've been missing for a week if you missed the uh bonus episode that i had with my lady you just fucking missed out because it is gone gone it was there for one week and one week only. And um, it was really fun. What I is actually, that? Is this an archive? Or? Um, it's, I still have it, but I did not have a full episode last week. But I had like a little short with me and my lady. It was called My Lady is a Gentleman. Okay. And um, it was just us kind of having like pillow talk and her telling me. I was just kind of asking her what she thought about the show and if she thought that I kind of represented her the right way on the show, and she said, um, I always oh, make her... Oh, this is your, like, lady. Yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. I was like, girl, I need context. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good with girls. <laughs> I know all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> lady. Yes, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another week of not-so-being-single-as-fuck in the world of Chelsea Lamore. And welcome to Single in the City podcast, The Real in Relationships and Wood... Surviving, surviving single. Because hmm. these motherfuckers, you got to survive. I've made it through on the other side, but things can change, Lord, at any given moment. But he's blessing me, holding on, covered in his blood and grace right now. You need help. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a special guest in the penthouse. Yes. 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 All that chest. <laughs> <laughs> I do love an entrance. What's, What's up, everybody? up, Chaz, baby? <laughs> how are y'all doing out there? I don't this know is I mean. a long time coming. Oh, I know. I have been like seeing you on mm. the Instagram and Insta- I follow your story. And I'm like, mm, she seems cute. She's cool. <laughs> I was warming up. Okay. <laughs> Today she came in. She was introducing me to the guest. And I was like, bitch, I need to meet you. <laughs> like, why are we not friends? Why are we? He really was like, bitch, humble yourself. Who are you? <laughs> Like, yeah, um, he bitch. met us here. Yeah, like, you know how awkward that is, meeting your guests, and they're already there, like, um, now introduce yourself. <laughs> I know. When I got here, he was like, you're coming, they're, they're coming at 7. I was like, this bitch told me 6.30 well, for looked- CP time. I was like, you know how hard I work to get here 15 minutes late? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much thought and consideration went into 15 minutes late? But I said 7 o'clock to give you, the, I, but I told everybody but you, and now that I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I told everyone but you 7 o'clock. I said he can't get here until a little bit later. So, boom. Either way, like you said, it was for CP purposes. Um, So, Chaz, here on this show, the first thing we do, the first order of business, we get down to the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. Okay? What's that? What is... God damn it, not on 
my watch. Who is it? Who is it? Um, not on my watch. I'm about oh, to be wrong. Is it Tyra? No. No, oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Um, come on. Ayanla. Yes, beloved. Ayana? Or is it, what is her name? Ayanla Von Z- Rhonda. Von- <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda from Brooklyn. Baby, uh, can you pass my purse? Uh-huh. Chaz is the diva, okay? He said, wait. I asked, your, I asked your, um, your host, who, who's hosting this? What's the name of the studio? This is uh, our engineer. He engineer. owns the studio. Right I asked now. the owner if he has um, hot water for tea. He looked at me like, nigga? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I'd like to have tea before I'm on stage. <laughs> Would you like me to get get some mint too? <laughs> no damn tea. I was just I was like, well, I thought I'd ask. I saw a kitchen. You don't just have any hot and ready, like. <laughs> Yo, Chaz is like the diva I love so much. This is awesome. But the first order of business is to give your ass. Fuck. And I want you to say it like you mean it, honey. Are you single as fuck? Is it complicated as fuck? Or are you wifey, wifed, taken, take as fuck? Whatever your as fuck would be. So I'm an academic, and in academia, we love to say this bullshit saying called "it's a both and." And so for mm, me, it's I ain't never heard of that. Single and it's complicated. Ah, so, yeah. okay. I think things are complicated when you're single. Yeah, they can. do because you have you know being being gay, very very out. I'm very flamboyant. You know, it took, no. me, a, it took me a long time to be okay <laughs> with the fact that like. When people meet me, they assume that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And that is actually better because of my safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my my roommate and I, when I was in college, I love the fact that I can walk into a room and people know that I'm gay because I'm like, okay, then you ain't going to kill me in my yeah. sleep because it's either you accept <laughs> right, it yeah. or you don't. Like, yeah, I can yeah. know from the, from, when I get a job, I don't have to be like, girl, I don't know if this is a safe space for me. It's like, in a job yeah. interview, they know that, my, that I'm gay. Or yeah. Not. It's so crazy because I guess I'm <laughs> new to the gay world. I'm, um, I just got my ambassador pass okay. a few months ago. Um, I'm new to the community. I'm just still looking around, you know what I'm saying? That's good. More dick for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm glad you're a lesbian. <laughs> Stay strictly over there. <laughs> because there are not a lot of black men Chaz for anything. all the trade. <laughs> I... <laughs> Because I'm tired of these closet niggas having actual women to go back to. Like, can you stay over for once? <laughs> Just stay here. Just stay over. He's like, no, I got to go to Chelsea. He's like, damn. Mm, no, they don't have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just saying, like, it's interesting that you say it as far as, like, safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Because I guess I didn't grow up with that, like... Um, I didn't grow up openly gay or mm-hmm. lesbian. So, like, I didn't necessarily... And, like, now the world is more of a safe space than it was maybe when we were bit. younger. Yeah. You don't really get picked on or anything like that. And so, like, occasionally do I feel like, mm, maybe I should keep this to myself. Yes and no. But it's just interesting to hear you say, like, in college, like, this is a safe space. I was definitely picked on in college. Like, I was called Really? Gay. Where'd you go to school? I, well, I, I'm from Connecticut, so I went to predominantly white schools. I was about to say, um, it's black people there? Very wealthy white kids. We were, like, we were like the poor black family in the wealthy town. Oh. Um, so, in Connecticut, I didn't As if get... that's not enough to get picked on. <laughs> no, right in Connecticut, I really didn't get picked on that aggressively because... When you're rich and you're white, being politically correct is, like, very important. So you don't oh. call kids a nigga. You, you just do things to fuck their Remind whole life yeah, up. Yeah, like, don't hire their fathers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
but for me, when I got to college, I um I went to two colleges. First, West Virginia Wesleyan. Fuck y'all. Um, totally was bullied there. Uh-huh. Had three strikes against me. I was black in West Virginia, gay, gay in West Virginia, and then three black and gay in West Virginia. So wow. it was like oh, right. every party I went to, I got kicked out for being one of the other. What? Yeah. So I was really bullied in West Virginia, and um when that prompted me to transfer to University of Richmond. Um, and at University of Richmond, it was a lot better. But okay. during, I would say, like, freshman year of college, I was, like, severely called Oh, you f- like, for real smart. <laughs> I was called a faggot all the time. To the wow. point where, like, before I was even out, like, I always knew that I was gay, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, like, but actively dating men. It. Yeah, I thought that I was maybe bi. Like, I, mm-hmm. I used to, my, my friends, shout out to my friends in Connecticut. They'll tell you how much I've evolved. Like, it started out, I, um... I was like, I want to sleep with men, but I want to end up with a woman because I want kids. Mm -hmm. And then maybe like junior year of high school, I was like, I want to strictly be with a man, Mm -hmm. but I... I feel very emotionally connected to women, so I want to like have an open relationship with the woman. Mm -hmm. And then by like, when I got to University of Richmond, I was like, where did dick at? Where did dick at? Where did dick at? Dick, 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 dick. Stay away from me, pussy. So have you ever had sex with a girl? Um, no, I have not. Um, I've done other things. You have all these plans with women. Yeah, I do. I I do want kids. I always tell, like, guys that I've dated that I would like to have, I mean, I'm all about saving money. So if I find a surrogate that wants to do it the traditional way, we could get some brown brown and we can figure (laughs) it out. He kept saying brown brown. Look I'm Jamaican. He's wrong. Uh, Look at you. He's got layers, honey. (laughs) A Jamaican, a gay Jamaican. Yeah, oh, that's a contradiction, child. It's funny that it's a contradiction when Jamaica is queer as fuck. Like the whole culture, that aesthetic, the Dutchy mm-hmm. wine, the the parades, like that's all from like queerness. Mm. They just haven't realized it yet, but they'll get there. They're, One they're day. Both, they'll so. be surprised yeah. too. So yeah, I wasn't bullied um, in high school. I mean, I, w- I was not invited to sleepovers and shit. And right. like definitely, but a lot of little white boys, you know, they'd be in the closet mm-hmm. as yeah. crazy. So I. It, you know, it wasn't that bad in high school. There was, like, some kind of microaggression type okay. stuff towards gay kids. But but white people are built in with microaggressions. Exactly. So. But then when I got to West Virginia... <laughs> so who knows what's going on? West Virginia was the athletes, girl. And then University of Virginia, I started hooking up with a football player. So it was Whoa. like... I know, that's a whole other thing. But yes. like, So University of Richmond was a different kind of place because there was a lot of down low guys, mm. especially the athletes. I just learned what trade was, so there was a lot yeah, of trade. Exactly. So University of Richmond, somebody could call me a fag and then a football player would be like, yo, I'll fuck you up. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice of you. He's like, I'm gay too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you're not booty. really helping me. You helping yourself. <laughs> Give but me your booty. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted something in return for right. being a savior. So were those guys out or they, no, no? They were they were right. not, and there were there were a lot. I mean, that's like, trade. Shout out to fraternity parties. That's where I learned all the tricks. What? Yeah, those white bo- fraternity or black fraternity. <laughs> well, girl, what you think? Let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, let's not even. I don't even want to. You know, shout out to the kappas and the alphas, but you know. But oh. shout out to the kappas. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. I, I don't want to say any names. Oh my get the mop. This shit is messy already. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm here to talk. Again, I'm an academic, so I know I things. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. I have to because my guests have been giving me shade every okay. week that I don't ask Samia what her ass fuck is. Now, what is my ass fuck? How Samia. Ask? Oh, okay. No, ahead. but you already said you're, you're and. It's a both, both and. and. Single and it's complicated. So, ass I'm with fuck. somebody that. And um, wait, is for, a fuck. What, what did you say the term was? And? It's a both and. A both, both and. Both and. So like I'm single and both 
um, is complicated. So I'm with some. So there's someone out there that loves me, and I love him too. But then like it's, a, it's an open thing because okay. he still likes to fuck women, and it's okay. It's his hobby. I'm working now on my I dissertation. Want you to hold on to that for <laughs> okay. one moment. All right. Because yeah. I want to read. We're gonna, the, I don't know how much I want to bring that on. I'm not trying to out no nigga no, on no, the no, show. No, 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 no. But I have a question okay. about that. Okay. Um, Samia, give them as your your ass fuck this week. This week does it change? It no, never... it stays the same. Okay. So oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want everyone, y'all heard that right? She just tried to not be shady, <laughs> and then naturally, Chelsea, what's the issue? There's no issue. That's you... why you're here. She be shading me all the time, y'all. But I am still single. If anyone's, if anyone's concerned, Bitch, or asking. About three months into this show, and niggas. ain't nobody <laughs> concerned or asking. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Sami is still single name? as fuck. Samia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she's still single as fuck. And we're gonna jump into the single song of the week. Okay? For, and this song is, like, very befitting for a number of reasons. Um, so, um, ready? Born ready. <clears throat> you know... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> you know this is... Wait, I'm sorry. Girl, you gonna read it or did we play You the don't song? even know the song. Okay. She's just saying the lyrics and we gotta guess what the song it is. You know this my shit. Rode the ride, gave it time, but this here is mine. That's all you're giving Solange. us. Solange. Yes! <laughs> First of all, Solange oh, is the one it. woman that I would marry. I would give up all the dick for her. I love you, Solange. So don't don't even come for me when it comes to Solange. Read another one. <laughs> Don't no touch my hair. Yes. So I chose that song for a number of reasons. One, because some people, I love a good wig and weave. Me too. Um, but yes, because I had to ask what was going on here with Chaz. I was like, is this a spring twist? Is this Well, first a- of all, I'm I um I'm not my hair is not out in white spaces, so this is all my hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is hell no sweet. But at work it's not. At work it's mine. I'm growing my hair out. <laughs> know the difference they, they don't. don't my they girlfriend don't was know. talking you about black a, men <laughs> she did a twist out and so you know like sometimes the the, the shrinkage uh-huh. over the time with the twist out mm-hmm. they thought she said, cut her did hair did you cut your hair it's like no it shrunk damn it let me tell you a funny story real quick about how like men are just so blind by like gender binary they really just see gender as mm-hmm. like black or white since I got these hair extensions, every time I'm around sisters, like they be like your hair looks so cute. Like your extensions look really cute. Right. It's doing it's it's doing mm-hmm. it for you. I would go to the barbershop to get a lineup probably once every two weeks. And let me tell you, I went two weeks ago and had none of this. I have short hair. None of this. And then oh the my week, two weeks later he was like, Yo, your hair is growing fast as fuck. I was like, nigga, <laughs> how the I'm fuck you don't know? Is, and I'm I'm I work at a black youth space. Shout out to Six Pick and Highland Park. Uh, oh, the same yeah. thing. Ooh, the the little black girls, they know that it's hair extensions. Right. They, like, compliment it. Yeah, the boys, yeah. they'd be like, your hair is growing fast as fuck. Yo, I'm like... <laughs> what you do? <laughs> they really... And I'm like, they're half... Like, because they're just not used to seeing it. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. they won't even let their mind, like, go Expand there. Right. And yeah. I'm just right. like, come on. Like, you sure there's no two way, weeks my, ago, two this weeks. was above my ear. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's on my shoulder. Now, and let me give... He's got the braids, but... Shout out to these baby hairs. (laughs) Shout out to Tamika. Shout out to these baby hairs. Thank you. But I chose this song, um, Don't Touch My Hair by Solange. she's twisting hers. Because I have been attempting some shit with my natural hair. It's cute. Okay. Is it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. 
don't, you don't have to lie. I know this I is mean, my I shit. I mean, I love your, I think the blonde is like your thing. Blonde is my You're thing. You're kind of like a Wendy. Like, you and could do it both. And the that's where I'm kind of leaning toward. But broke will have you seeing what you can do with your real hair. <laughs> 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 what are my, what are my options? Humbling experiences. <laughs> right. But, um, I have been trying to do some stuff with my natural hair. And it's just so much work. It's like trying to figure out what products work. It's just stressful. Yeah. And another reason I chose that song is because initially how I kind of came about knowing you mm-hmm. was your documentary on hair. Don't Touch My Hair, RVA. Yes. Available on Vimeo.com. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. Um, so yeah, so I'm a doctoral student at VCU and you know He's it's an academia. I'm in academia, but it's very isolating. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't be checking for us and I uh-huh. I got to academia by the support of black women. I'm uh-huh. from a single black woman household. My mom is uh, Jamaican, lives in Jamaica. She moved oh, back wow. there after we went to college. She was like, all right, do what Y'all I could done. do. Enough of this shit. She was like, I'm getting the fuck she out. They don't like us here. Trump yeah. is here? Oh, no. <laughs> so after college, she went back. My grandmother's one of my best friends. I've mm. been very close with black women throughout my life. And really, even black women, like my mom was also very homophobic. And even though they mm. didn't recognize my queerness, it was the aesthetic of like black womanhood that mm-hmm. I like gained mm. my gay aesthetic, right? Like. Wow. My mom coming home and the performance of like having the the suit on and the colors right. and then she would take the ponytail off and put on the nightgown yes. and just be a completely different yeah. person and mm-hmm. like that performance and like that aesthetic of being like a black woman was just like around me all the time like I would go to the barbershop and get my haircut and get out and then walk down the street to wait for my mom while she was getting her hair done. I just felt so much more at home in those spaces. And it's not to a point where I was like, I want to be a black woman, but it was like, I feel like so socially connected and I just feel very home here. Mm -hmm. And so when I got, fast forward to when I got into my PhD program, it's all about doing work that you're very passionate about. And I'm very passionate about showing kind of diversity within black spaces, right? So not the fact that like, you know, what happens in academia is we have diversity and inclusion and there's, it's white spaces and they sprinkle us on top mm-hmm. of it to make it look yeah. like something. Look at that. Look, We've got make niggas. it look better. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, I want to start from niggas, yeah. right? Yeah. And right. then if y'all, the white people, y'all can be invited to the barbecue if we say so. Yeah. And so, don't <laughs> if touch. If we allow you. <laughs> right, right. So, Access denied. And it's funny that you mentioned this song because, um, when I was in, I'm not, I'm trying not to sound like hell academic, but when I got into my PhD program, baby. no, yeah, um, something to be proud. I feel of like I was do du- because I saw. <laughs> we know walk. I went to University of Richmond for undergrad, and I knew I wanted to go somewhere more diverse for graduate school. Mm-hmm. And when I walked through the VCU campus, I was like, "It's black as fuck here." Like yeah. I'm going here for graduate school. If I'm gonna do something as hard and VCU's black as fuck to you. Wait, I'm gonna get there. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was blind because I was coming. Oh, I was okay. coming from University of Richmond. I was gonna say, yeah, okay. and so when I saw the campus, I was like, "This is if I'm going to do something as difficult as a PhD, I want to be surrounded by more diversity." Mm-hmm. But VCU, them pamphlets and all that shit, that's all it's undergrad. Right. When you get to a PhD program, there ain't no niggas Hell up there, and no. I was like, "Oh shit!" So Hell when no. "Don't Touch My Hair," the the whole album "A Seat at the Table" yeah. came out the same year that I started my doctoral program, so oh. I was already feeling how isolated, and I love how the work really was used as this kind of apparatus for us to have these like dope black centered conversations. Yeah. So like the conversations I have with you versus right. my friend um Christine and the folks that I worked with on the film, um, and my friend Pearl, like it was just so different. And so the album really was this apparatus that I think let us see how like different and diverse black experiences were. Yeah. And so uh-huh. we applied for this grant to do Don't Touch My Hair. And the film is all about um, centering diversity within the black community and using hair as kind of like the art form to do that. Yeah. Now I ain't finna lie. Yeah. I saw it and I was kind of mad that I wasn't in you it. You should have been. 
And I knew you all of these girl. people that were like we a did lot of open the calls. That, I didn't know. Open damn call. it. And nobody in the film knew each other. That was that's the beautiful thing about blackness. I'm yeah. not going too long, but like the most beautiful. Oh no, thing we about, can go on and on uh, about blackness. <laughs> the most beautiful thing about I only blackness have one is Asian that, listener. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> when we did the film, I, well, the, well, Lauren, Asian people love us too. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah just, that's why they she's just here. brainwashed by white folks to think that they don't, but they love our shit. Oh no, Asian. Yeah, I lived in Japan for two years, and like that is all. That's all. All black culture. <laughs> Tokyo is all like hip hop appropriation. They be trying uh, to. I can see that. They really are. Yeah, I can see that. But when we did the film, you know, we were we were f- trying to follow the white people rules, and like we did these like icebreakers when people came to film and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we invited all these black people. No one in that film, if you watch it back, no one in that film knew each other. And we thought we would have to do all this kind of stuff to get them to have chemistry like we do right now. Right. Girl, no. When people showed up, they were like, talk about their hair. We just filmed it. We literally just filmed the barbecue. It's natural. And then not only that, like, even if you talk, like, think about in context of, like, black people getting into spaces and, like, finding one common thing that Mm -hmm. you have in common. Even when you came here and you said, so what's the gist? What are we going to talk about? I was like, we're just going to crack the mic and talk. That's the beautiful thing about blackness. Yeah. That's what they don't have that right. they will never have. Ooh, that is say it so again. True. For me. Say it again. It's never. a spiritual connectivity. Say it again for the white ally that may be listening. <laughs> yeah. You don't have that. And it's okay. You'll never have that. You know? And it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual connectivity. Except they were an ally, damn it. <laughs> And well, I really want to show bitch. that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all. Up, I'm They'll not a traditional filmmaker, but I'm about using film and media to really tell these like radical black stories that break the monolithic trope yeah. of like you know Ooh. all of our experiences. I am loving it. Are the same. <laughs> yes. Light a joint, my God. So in every academic, <laughs> shall I? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm I'm trying to be you know an aspiring black academic. Every meeting that I'm in, black academic. Sh- yes. yes. Shout out to Six Pick. We have a black academic library there in Highland Park. Check oh. it out. Yes. If you have books by dope black authors, please donate them to Six Pick in Highland Park. Yes. Um, I'm just all about, you know, because I grew up in mainly white spaces and had right. to kind of find my blackness mm-hmm. in these spaces that was just, you know, not right. <laughs> checking for it. I really want to inspire students to start from a place of their identity, start from a place of blackness and then branch out from there because you can talk about diversity and blackness in the same time yeah. because like we're not a monolithic community. Right. And that's what Don't Touch My Hair really taught me. Um, even with me, like when I think about how gender plays into it, I was so conditioned by my mom um, and my and the men in my life that, like, you know, if you want to be a cute black boy, you always need to have a shape up. You always need to have a lineup. Yep. You always got to keep your hair cut. And so I, I never thought lie. about. Niggas look different when they get their they hair do. cut. But you know, I never thought about like I'm getting hair extensions. Lie. And like, even though I'm gay and I was, I'm very yeah, out and I'm very okay with my hair. I never thought about it until I did the film. I was like, why do I have these like yeah, binary limitations? Do, on it's yeah, almost like how Lena Waithe was saying, like she was committed to being gay and being a lesbian and having this androgynous, more uh, masculine look. Mm-hmm. But the hair is what made other, her dreads. Having hair on her head is what made other people feel comfortable, feel more comfortable fit, with like her, her gay oh, hair. I saw that with her being it, a girl, yeah. and so then she was That's like, deep. "But I really want to cut my hair." So Very she cut deep. her hair to kind of like say, "Like I'm comfortable." And with she this. looks yeah. great with the low cut. You know, <laughs> and Dot, do you know I'm um, Dot who owns Refuge? barbershop shout out to her she's in the film she talked about that too so dot is a queer black woman who um owns refuge barbershop and she has like i would i'm not i would say just for um terminology like she has more a more traditional male type haircut Uh some people would say um quote unquote and um 
She said she got tired of going to black barbershops and men being like, why do you do your hair like this? Why are you getting buzzes? Why are you getting lineups? And she was like, I'm going to start a barbershop so that black women can go in and yes. get whatever haircut so they great. want. Cool. And so she has... Without people asking questions yeah. on the decisions you're making Because she identifies as a black woman, but she gets lineups and shape-ups right. and like you know buzz cuts and stuff. And she just got tired of niggas looking at her funny because that's how she wanted to wear her hair. But I think it's so interesting. I mean, especially given that... My mother's a hairstylist. Oh, cool. my, Yeah, my mother's a hairstylist, and she's owned a hair salon my whole life. And so um, I grew up in a hair salon. Mm. And it was really interesting to me. Like, I remember, like, saying, Mom, I want highlights. I want this. And she was like, uh, no, you're not old enough. You're not old enough. You're not mm-hmm. old enough. And how much your hair people will assume things about you based on your hair. Mm -hmm. And, like, even as far as, like, when I was single, um, since I've been with my girlfriend, I haven't had my hair blonde. And um, that that look was inspired by brokenness. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Finances will humble your hair, okay? (laughs) So, um, (laughs) mom is a hairstylist or not, okay? Um, But I noticed that when my hair is blonde, Mm -hmm. I receive a different type of energy. From men and from women. Yeah. I have men constantly at me with blonde hair. When my hair is straight and blonde, it's like I receive all of this attention. Um, but when my hair is natural, I, I can't really say I receive that same attention. Not that I really give a fuck. I hate but, that, though. But it's just an observation. Yeah. And I've, I've always said that I felt like the blonde hair, I like it for me, but it's always to me, sexualized. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair is super sexualized. Um, that's something that most men Because it's appealing to whiteness and we're, yep. all, con- mm-hmm. we're all conditioned mm-hmm. to see whiteness as more beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's But you true. you speak to a larger issue. Like, you know, when I first got into my PhD program, so I was working the same job and I got into the doctoral program while mm-hmm. I was working the job. And my boss, who, shout out to him, I'm not working for him anymore, but I was very close with him personally. And he made this really, it just goes back to how we have these kind of gender binaries, these gender walls in our mind. He knew me for two years before I got you know, into this PhD program. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in the kitchen one day right before I started my first class. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And um, I am I kind of push the gender norms. Like, I'm someone that doesn't like to wear ties. I, mm-hmm. I dress up in other ways, but right. I just don't like to follow these, like, strict yeah. male rules. And he was like, well, now that you're, you're in a PhD program, are you going to start kind of, like, dressing up more mm-hmm. and, like, wearing ties? Because you never really wear ties. And I was like, what does that mean? I was like, I've been working for you for two years and I've never worn a tie. Right. So you clearly know that's not me. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, well, you know, you just kind of want to like look more professional and look the part because you're about to be like a young black male scholar. He's a white man. Mm. So I was looking at him like, okay. Why do I always get uncomfortable when white people even say that? And I said to him, I was like, well, if I was like, since I got into this PhD program and I'm about to do big things, I would rather be judged when I walk into a room by what's in my brain than right, what's, yeah. what's on, on my body. Right. Um, so it was just a very, like for him to have known me for two years. Mm-hmm. And that just speaks that. to how, like, we have these kind of walls in our mind. And mm-hmm. it did kind of hurt my feelings. Cause, I was like, going to ask been rolling you, because yeah. to, to me, I would feel like, so you've been thinking about this the whole time. It, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> right. That's why it hurt my feelings. Yeah. I was like, but I produce great work for you. We bond. We are buddies. And, mm-hmm. like, you bringing this up after two years, it just felt very like, oh, yeah, so what else you do the, you think yeah, about yeah, me? Yeah. Like, now right. that you're about to be a doctor, you got to look like an uppity nigga. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't no. want to wear a tie. Right. And I don't wear a tie. I want to look like this same yeah. old reg- regular ass nigga I am. <laughs> yeah. And when we applied for that money to do Don't Touch My Hair, I didn't have no damn tie on. Yeah. And we got the and check. You got hey, Cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> I know that's right. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, earlier you said something and I said, woo, we're going to come back to that. Cause that was a pretty, oh. that's been, um, a topic 
of conversation for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going, Sam? Yeah, we've been talking about it for yes. a while. So you said that um, a guy that you were messing with, or they tend to go back to fucking women. Mm-hmm. How do gay men feel about gay men having sex with women and coming back to the community? Okay, so you hitting like a you hitting home. I, know. Like, I just got I off the know. phone with him right now. <laughs> Too soon, bitch. Too soon. Um. Okay, so it's so complex, but I think if a relationship is for me, I don't get jealous when I have. Um, and I'm speaking in real time because this is kind of happening to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm dating someone or talking to someone or hooking up with someone who um. Who can't like? I think that a lot of men who are who are straight or who are bisexual or who just fuck men and women, mm-hmm. when they realize that they're leaning more towards men, they you know there's a lot of power being a straight white or just a straight right. male, right? Mm-hmm. They get power, and so right. they're not going to give up that power overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like sometimes they stay. Oh, with, I never thought of it. That sometimes way. they stay with women because it's like they still have this kind of like um, this. Um, what is the word? They they're still red as straight. You know, mm-hmm. I I tend to be very attracted to like masculine, mm-hmm. traditionally masculine men, men who you can't tell are gay, more introverted guys. I'm in therapy about that because like those <laughs> there's a very thin line between like introverted and emotionally unavailable. Yeah, um, yeah, and so Samia. I would say that um, I started therapy today. So. Yeah, yes, black people in therapy. Yes, yes. Okay. we'll talk about that. But we're yeah. talking about that. But so she got a Shout out to Black Lives <laughs> Matter Project in Richmond. Um, so I, speaking for myself, I don't get jealous because I understand, I didn't, that wasn't my process. Well, I don't even know if it's jealousy. Let me just kind of give you a backstory. Okay. Because I, I, I want to tell mine a little bit, but I don't know how to like. We often talk about, um, even, I would identify myself as a bisexual woman. Mm-hmm. Queer uh, woman. Queer. You can okay. be queer. Please give me, I don't know the, the terms, okay? Like the, She's the com- learning. The commu- I, I have, I'm learning too. I have yeah. gay training wheels. Yeah. This is what I need motherfuckers to realize. Just because I'm here don't mean I've been here. I don't know. So for for the record, yeah. please help clarify what binary. Yeah. What is what is that? Um I mean, I don't. I don't want you know the experts to come jump on me. But you know, I mean, but you let can me just kind of give like a. I like dick. I'm speaking from that perspective. <laughs> That's how I got these definitions. Okay. Okay. So when they people say non-binary, the I, okay. So non-binary is just like you don't. You just um. You you're not ruled by gender. Um, Fluidity. Yeah. No. You non-binary. I think would just mean that you um you don't have a like gender into who you love or or how you okay. conduct yourself. Like so, someone saying that I'm not. If I said I'm non-binary, then that means that like I don't use um he or she pronouns. Like I'm I use they pronouns. Oh, um, that's hard. That, you have to condition that yourself. And then, I've met somebody like that, and at first I was very confused. So you just don't have walls. I mean, gender is a construct at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's what right. I learned. So the first person, um, one of my friends, friend was dating um, someone who preferred to be called they. They, yeah. And I was so confused. That was my first time hearing about it or anything like now, that. Not then, trying to be funny. Did the they look did more they, like a... Did they. Not the thing, not the because oh, they're not they're not a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Did the did niggas, they. did the blacks? <laughs> yeah, that's did, exactly. How did. Hard. I told you it's hard because you have to condition your mind. So I never like, saw this one. It's not as hard as your mind already being conditioned in the ways that we the, are. That but, we think but true. But yeah. But okay, so did they appear to be a boy or a girl? 
But I that's never a, met that's them. still binary yeah, thing. It is. It is. Girl, well, I think we should leave. The, you, we don't want to get dragged. No, hashtag Megan Kelly. We don't want to be. <laughs> no, but I think it's important to understand. So, so non binary says. Here's not, a motherfucking safe space. Not relate. Okay. It says not relating to, composed of, or involving just two things. So, um, denoting a system of numerical notation that does not have two as a base. I don't know how that that's applies. A, that's a, um, yeah, a mathematical yeah, right. so, okay, so, so the girl you're binary. Just tell the so, narrative. So the, the second time I was at a poetry event and that you go to every Tuesday? No. Oh. She tries to be so shady. And <laughs> unacceptable. And they did a poem mm-hmm. which explained it to me. Okay. Perfect. So they feel like they relate to both sides. That's so cool. they didn't want to be kind of put right. into this one right. thing. So I have seen them dress up in like a dress, uh-huh. look bad as hell. Okay. I think they're a stripper. Ah, awesome. But I've also seen them in like jeans, like more... I guess masculine yeah. wear. So what, what and we use we use the terms because I I understand what you're saying. I like use the terms because it's just it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I I'm not an expert in this. I definitely am gender fluid in the sense of I shop in the women's section and the quote unquote men's section for pants. I have a big booty and small hey. waist, and so the women's oh. women's pants so seem to be like, women's something. pants fit me better. Okay, um, and nobody Ooh. even notices. But just to be clear, for the record, like um, your gender identity has nothing to do with your sexuality, right. yeah. and right. so someone can identify. You know, like I identify more with kind of feminine characteristics. What we have been taught is feminine, feminine characteristics, characteristics, right? Right, um, and that really rooted from like when I was when I would get like let me tell you a story. When I was bullied in high school, they would say like, "Of course he's gay. Look at him. He wears eyeliner every day." And I'd be like, "Bitch, you thought <laughs> okay, I am gay, but I don't have eyeliner on. These are my these are my eyelashes, okay. and you're jealous, right?" Okay. So, like, I, I knew from early on that my features, my natural features, people would say my, that I'm more feminine. Like, mm-hmm, I look right. like I wear eye makeup, et cetera. And so I was like, okay, I have long eyelashes. Do you have like, mascara now? No, 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 I don't. People would say, like, these, oh, are, my natural these are my natural eyelashes. People would wow. say, so people would comment that I have feminine features. And I, that actually, fuck y'all bullies, because y'all springboarded me to, like, I'm like, let me go try out some <laughs> eyeliner then. <laughs> Okay, see so what that did? See what another, you did, bullies? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Another question that I had, too, was because when I said uh, lesbian and you said queer, I hear people use queer mm-hmm. a lot. So kind of help me understand queer as well. Well, I think that queerness just kind of broadens it out. Like, I don't disconnect um, in my work, in my scholarly work, I don't disconnect blackness from queerness because I think that as black folks, we queer spaces. We make it come alive. We signal alternative ways of mm-hmm. um, of living in a space. We we um, reclaim space, right? Okay. That doesn't sound that different from, from queer spaces, right. right? We start from nothing and we, we have to make our own spaces. Black people and queer people have a lot in common because we have and been pushed... Do? We've been pushed to the margins of society and we have to figure out ways to thrive. Yeah. The, the black experience, the gay experience of living life in a white supremacist world where white men are, are seen as like superior, that's a theoretical experience because we right. got to learn how to survive in alternative ways. Right. So I don't disconnect. When I was growing up, I always disconnected my blackness and my queerness because of how homophobic black oh. spaces tend to be. Mm. So when I would go to the barbershop, right, less gay, mm. more black. Mm. Right when I would go to the black church, more gay. Praise the Lord, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> right? That's queer as fuck. 
and maybe less black because my right. my blackness wasn't really accepted there. So you, hmm. but now as a as a black gay man, I um I merge my my blackness and my queerness together, and so I think that's really interesting because. Mm-hmm. I have never been able to separate my blackness from anything else that I am. Okay. Like, like I cannot, I guess even with, no matter what it is, whether it's media, whether it's my um, my relationship or who I'm dating, whether, whatever it is, black is always at the forefront yes. of whatever I do. Mm. So I always think it's really interesting. I think that might have something to do with you growing up in a predominantly white, white town. Space. Yeah, in a white right. space. Because, I mean, Richmond is not that diverse, especially growing up. It was either like you're black or you're white. But it feels mm-hmm. so black here compared to how I how Oh, I yeah. Grew up. Oh, it's black as fuck. It's yeah. black. No, it's black and as that, fuck. And that really like springboarded. I mean, my friends from Connecticut, I hate when they say this, but they'll say things like, wow, you're so much more like black. Black. <laughs> And I'd be like, bitch, I this was... This is who I am. Look at Chaz. He's so black. Yeah, and it's like, you know, people evolve. Hey, but- Chaz, do that black thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> what, live? Like- <laughs> but yeah, I, I hear what, what you're saying. But yeah. um, queerness and, and being a lesbian, I don't know the, the difference. I just think that, you know, as a if you're fluid in the sense of like you, you're you hook up with men, you hook up with women, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're just having a queer experience. It doesn't... If you are a lesbian, then, like, you want to end up with women. Well, I'm cool if I end up where I am now. With a However, woman or a man? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm with a woman, and I could see myself being with her indefinitely. Yeah. See, like, for me, I say that I... And it's all about reclaiming, right? Like, mm-hmm. fuck... Def, the, the dictionary was created by a white man. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, um... Say it one more time! <laughs> Like, to me, it's loving this for a hella black, hella brown yeah, shirt on a day. Like I am, I'm gay, which means that I I strictly hook up with man with men and want to end up with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm queer because I, um, you know, surpass gender norms. I wear feminine clothes. I I don't mind a little makeup every once in a while if it makes me look better in a photo. Like I mm-hmm. I go beyond what the um. The black, the black. I go beyond the black male identity that has been sold to me, and mm. I actually decided to create Ooh. my own, right? Ooh. And so, yeah. So for me, I see that's how the differences of being like gay and queer. Gay is who I fuck. Mm. Queer is like where I shop, who I sit with, mm. where I'm going on Friday night. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's very. It, that's how I how I look at it. So if you are someone that is like you know surpassing the the gender norms that have been sold to you of what it means to be a woman and a black woman, um, then mm. I would say, yeah, girl, you queer. Okay. You know. But in that come case, to that journey on your own. But by that definition, <laughs> but honestly, in, in that definition, I wouldn't consider myself queer. Okay. I would consider my girlfriend to be queer. Because, and what are her pronouns? Or their pronouns? Sorry. She, her. She, her. Okay. Yeah, girl. Nice. I've been calling her sis. She, her. She, sis. her, sis. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. It's complicated. You know, I had a white, I had a um, one of my friends, shout out to Frankie, love her dearly. Um, she's just like a, a really dope white friend. And mm-hmm. she said, um, so she, find one of she is there. a, no, she's a, she is a <laughs> friend who happens to be white. She's not okay. a white woman. Okay? She's an ally? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's there's white people and there are people who happen to be white. Okay. That came from Amanda Seals. Yeah, she, mm, yes, and I saw yes, that and I was like, that is very yes, true. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. She began uh-huh. on my nerves sometimes because she's such a cancer. Like she just her Insta story I is like girl. I'm a cancer myself. Yeah, but I love Amanda Seals at the core. I just, you I listen do to small doses? Yeah, I do like small doses. Um, I'm like, these are actually very big doses, Amanda. So, <laughs> yeah, big I doses. unfollow her and then I end up at her pay. At her page, yeah, quite often. I just think she's a lot on. She's a lot, a lot. on a regular a lot. basis. Yeah, and she 
I don't mind people being a lot, but just know that you're a lot. Like, there's, that I don't show think should she not. Knows. First of all, girl, that show should not be called Small Doses. No, like, it's a very are, large. Dose. That hurts my brain. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a large very. Dose. And you're in academia. <laughs> like, imagine an ignorant bitch like me. I'm like, get water. But my friend, um, so you know, black man, black gay man, and black gay man, we call each other sis all the time. Right. And my friend Frankie was like, "Oh, does he use she pronouns?" Like, nah, bitch, you're just black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like again, like it all comes from black women, like. I, I get say so that upset. All the time. When we did the Don't Touch My Hair film and we were talking, I'm not, you know, it's, Richmond's very small. I won't say any names, but there were people who, there were a few black women in the film that just didn't understand, like, why we had to have um, a few drag queens in the film and trans yeah. black men. And I was like, if you don't support, like, drag culture and the art form of drag as a black woman, then you sound so ignorant. They're celebrating you. They're celebrating you, honey. I like, always say the persona make any of gay men. So they had an celebrate. issue with it? They didn't understand why a film that is kind of centering the black woman experience and the black hair experience, which really comes from you black women. You know why women. sometimes? I, and think, I was like, y'all sound so You know why? Yeah. That is. But, yeah. but you know, I don't agree. all about I don't agree yeah. with it, but I, I think that with women like that, one, they're very closed-minded, but I think sometimes when you... Black women, it's hard for us to get our bag in the sense of like, this is for us and we're being celebrated and mm-hmm. it's just for us. Mm-hmm. And then when you start including other people, it's like, well, God damn it. I thought we had something of our own. I don't feel that way. Okay. But I think that women, <laughs> I, I don't feel that way. Because yeah. like I said, I, I always say the persona of most gay men, black, white, Especially Latino, whatever, culture. or mm-hmm. in performance culture, they are acting an over-exaggerated form of black women. It's paying homage to the yes. black woman, though. And what, like, I had a, a co-worker, a gay white guy, and he was, like, low-key antisocial with everybody. Mm-hmm. Get him, this is, like, serving. Mm-hmm. He gets a table of black women, he could do it. He is like alive. They're laughing. And we're like, this motherfucker is not that Who funny. Who is this? Who is this? Yeah. And like, he just comes, he's like, I feel like a black woman. Oh. And like, I always say like, gay men, their persona is very much, very similar. It's, it's the aesthetic. I mean, I, that's why I say there's not that much difference between blackness and queerness because the aesthetic of like, gay, black, male queerness or just like, you know, not to put bi- a gender norm on it, but like just the aesthetic of queerness, like roots from black womanhood and like the mm-hmm. art of black womanhood like just sitting around like you know when I would go to the barbershop they'd be talking about sports and pussy and mm-hmm. I, I would feel I, didn't, I don't think they were doing this intentionally but I would feel like they were intentionally singling me out because they were talking about two conversations that I didn't I couldn't right. I, know I, much I, about. Yeah, I didn't know much about you know what I'm saying? if it means anything I worked in a barbershop that is a genuine conversation I didn't know nothing about but then when I would go to the black thing. to the black hair salon with my mom even though my mom would be like you just sit your ass down until I'm done with my hair you're probably having the best time I was having the best time I was like yes this girl and I was like Miss Karen is a bitch she, she did say that she did say that she did she She's said messy. that yeah and you know what I thought that when Miss when um Miss Janice went to the other hairstylist she was betraying you too in this unit like, uh-uh. I loved it. You need, uh-uh. She needs her bangs back. Her forehead's <laughs> too big. <laughs> He's giving so tips. saying, like, the, the performance of, of black womanhood mm. inspires little queer boys. Even when my mom was saying shit, like, my mother used to tell me, Such I didn't. Such a ass No, it was worse. Honey. She would say, like, I, I, I didn't want a gay son. I didn't want mm. a gay son. I wanted my son to be a man and, like, all this other bullshit. And, like, I was just looking at her like, sis, you don't even know, like, you are the reason why I'm gay. Them heels that you wear, the ponytails. <laughs> The, the, the variety. Yeah. Like, how could I not love the... My but mom I had a huge, heard that before. Yeah, my mom had a huge closet of just, like, clothes. And she would just... When she would go to work, especially in white spaces, mm. she would, like, transform. She mm. was, like, the woman on Sex and the City. Like, she just 
could transform. Wow. My mom would look, she would have micro braids and the ponytail. And then like the next day she would have her natural hair. Like mm. she just had this, this, this transformative. When I got to work, they're like, oh my, Chelsea, you're always changing your hair. I loved it. I'm like, what? My bitch? friends, my little white friends, they'd be like, your mom looks like a model. I'm like, she don't know no damn model. She's a black woman. She's just a black. <laughs> this is regular. It's what, it's what we do, we do okay? And she it's would what code we switch. Do. Like, oh my yes. God. That's real. That's real. That that's what inspired I had, um, me. I have someone that I know um, in my family who um, her son wanted or asked for um, dolls for Christmas. Yep, mm-hmm. and she struggled with if she should like indulge his want for the doll for a second. And yes, she was like, you know, it's just a doll, but like, what does the doll mean? Or that's not your that's not your business. What and you so she was just like, <laughs> I guess. You know, like like your mom, you have this envision of when you have a son. She was like, I thought I would be buying football cleats, yeah. not ballet slippers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not that yeah. it, I'm disappointed, but, even but every... it just wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And so she said um, the best. And this is what I, I would say. I have a lot of people who have kids that listen to this show mm-hmm. is to really talk to your kids because they'll probably teach your ass a lot. They will. She actually asked her son why do you want a doll? Mm -hmm. And he was like, because you can do so much shit with them. Like, you can dress them up. You can do That's their queerness. hair. That's you queer. can you can do so much. Like you think about boys' action figures, you and you shit. just like it's blank. Yeah, it's like shit. literally bounce them around. <laughs> but like, there's so much creativity. Like yeah. creating outfits and creating all. Like it's like they come with the house. They come with yeah. the car. You can create this whole life, and you can like really have a vivid imagination yeah. with the girls. We toys. don't give boys enough options to that's be exactly to be who they are, that. and that's why I think if you have a son you have to be knowledgeable on the fact that, like, there's just not a lot of options. Like, being a boy, you're sold this, like, bullshit, generic mm. identity. I'm like, I don't want that shit. Right. I don't yeah. want that. I, yeah, I, when it comes to my dating life, like, for me, I, um, I've um i had many years of struggling with this, but I typically have dated and attract, um, and my therapist says this is about who you let in your life. Okay? Mm. Um, but I typically... <laughs> Deeper. But if I'm talking like, you know, just real black talk right now, right. I typically attract men that are like that, that are very um, rigid, that pigeonhole themselves, they imprison mm. their identity. And so they see me being, and they assume that I'm flamboyant and that I love myself and I'm just like all right. over and I'm gender fluid. They're attracted because They're attract- that's what they want to be. That's what they want to be. And then what happens is I empower them to be that, you know, to experience that. And you know what they do? They leave your ass to go experience yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they you go, spiritually turn their the ass butterfly out. flies away. And I'm like, oh. I mean, that. that's the same I thing as straight so girls were doing with these broke ass niggas. Uh huh. That's like, true. Not, not playing. That's just like, it's the same I've dated thing. That a you lot. Do with I've been with a lot. I have been heartbroken by a lot of quote unquote straight men, like men who I'm the first one or they don't know how to really express themselves. And I, mm-hmm. I help them do that. And then I help them do that thinking that they're going to enact it with me. Mm-hmm. And then they bounce. Yeah, that was my pattern for many years. Get on and leave your ass for a white girl yeah so and i was also gonna say i think that even one of the guys one guy that i used to talk to he didn't like football he's a straight man but like not every every man is gonna like sports Sports. right and so for people to always push yeah they always (laughs) push it they think you're gonna be the next basketball or football star and so that's what they push on you i mean i was good at track but you know i was you know why i was good at track oh god why you know i was good at track because i didn't have to talk to them niggas (laughs) 
I came in, ran my race, and then left. Yeah. Ran past all. I was, and I was fast as fuck. So they couldn't call. If they called me a fag, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a fast. Yeah, I'm a fast faggot, bitch. What was your I numbers hear, in the tent? I couldn't hear you back there. Yeah. Excuse me. But I ran track because I wanted the um the experience. There was, you know, it's again, it's an identity that we're sold, right. and I wanted to to feel like a boy. And so when I was in high school. I ran track for um, two academic years, and I fucking loved it. But I didn't. I didn't have any friends. They didn't talk right. to me. I didn't talk to them. Mm. I showed up, put on my little. The booty shorts was cute. Put on my little booty shorts, <laughs> and like ran, my ass looks great. Yeah, and ran my race. And they would do things like have pasta parties and sleepovers, and they never invited me. Pasta. They would wear. Yeah, they would wear their. Shirt. They would yeah. decide that's to wear their. Um, We're having a pasta party tonight. And they didn't actually, invite my ass. Actually, sounds kind of fun. Well, you look like you're on a low carb diet. Oh, that's why. That's why. And then freshman year of college. College, um, I went to University with a full scholarship. Shout out to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got, and then you know, I, when I, I had to work for two summers. You know, I did my first summer job out of college. I became a camp counselor because I was like, well, you know what, bitch? They've been calling me a fanker all my life. I'm going to learn how to put up a tent. I'm going to learn how to start a fire. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know how to do none of that. But those <laughs> kids, I bonded so strongly with those kids because them little white boys were like, we have a counselor that doesn't know how to put up a tent, that has never camped before, wow. that don't know how to put the boat in the water, <laughs> that don't know how to start a fire. They were like, like, let me show your ass. <laughs> and I had the best time because right. those little boys, like, Taught you. they took me in. They were like, you're and our leader. And they gave you that experience they that get, you never had before. Those little kids have no idea. Shout wow. out to Camp yeah, they have no idea what they did for me because wow. I didn't know how to do none of that shit. And they were like, they thought it was cool. It was empowering because they were like, we have to teach our leader <laughs> how to do this stuff. You know, some black kids would be like, wait, hold the hold the phone. <laughs> Your ass is getting paid and you don't know how to start a fire? And I was okay. like, no, I have a mother that you don't never let me do. <laughs> like, just letting them... Touch mu- that motherfucking lighter if you want <laughs> White kids can play with fire. So there is something about, like, the, the quote-unquote boy identity that was very... Right. I always... I felt like I wanted to do it. And I did check the box. I camp count... I was a camp counselor for a year and mm-hmm. I did track so i you know i quote unquote was an athlete like i experienced it and like it was boring and then now mm. i'm you know making films about black women yeah <laughs> and living your best life and living my <laughs> best life okay that's what i'm talking about so what is your i know you said that right now you're dealing oh we didn't even finish talking about what we were trying to oh, touch on yeah. there Sorry, so Samia and i were talking about um even myself this may seem hypocritical mm. but i got to live in my truth I said it, and I got to say it like I mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a bisexual woman, I don't know if I'm comfortable with dating a man that... He's like... I, I don't even say it. I, That's a li- yeah, go ahead. Did but it? we're being honest. Yeah. And we're having a This is a safe space. I'm going to slap your Say- ass. <laughs> you, lucky you ain't got your wig on. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Snatch that wig off. But I feel like it would be hypocritical to say it on other shows and not and say I it say today. It. Yeah. We have... Now I'm putting... <laughs> <laughs> he we have, from the back. Right. We <laughs> have said that, and a lot of black women say this, Yes. that if a man has sex with another man, that we don't want to be with them anymore. Mm. And I was asking... If, is it that same feeling? Like, even with a lot of times lesbian women, if you are, they kind of like look at a bi woman like, oh, like, bitch, pick, are you on the dicks? Or are you with the pussy? What's going on? I don't want to be with a girl that likes to fuck guys or that fucks a man and comes back over here. So, what is your, would you say, is the general consensus with men who identify as bisexual and have sex with men and then date women and then come back to men? 
Is there any type of taboo or anything with so that? So I'm in this situation kind of right now with somebody who um, I love very much, and I feel that he really loves me. But he is it, he. Everybody has their own journey, mm-hmm. and so I'm confident in the love that I have for him and that he Ooh. has for me, and I know that it can surpass. And I, and I feel like either way, me. what we what we promise to each other is that our friendship will stay intact regardless of what happens. Mm. And so basically he was like, I love you, but I want to keep fucking women. And I, but I have something stronger with you and I don't want that to, to go away. And, um, he don't live in, in Virginia. So I was like, whatever, like right. they're offering ice cream. I'm offering brownies. Like it's completely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, he, my, my, whatever we're calling our, let's say my, my friend plus, mm-hmm. um, he has a hobby of having sex with women, and as long as it's safe, as long as he communicates with me, like that's cool. While I'm work, I'm working on my dissertation. He's right. he's working on women. Like that's <laughs> totally fine. Because the thing is, is like I don't really believe in monogamy right now. Okay. I I just I did that, and I was hurt. Um, somebody cheated on me that I really just like. Oh well, I really the motherfucking. This is the think, bitter bitch club. But okay. I didn't think I'm a smart cookie, and I did not think he was cheating, and so Ooh, that, you never. Too. I know, but girl, I went but through a whole really like I went through a whole year of like can't get out of bed. Like you know that scene in um, mm. Way to Exhale when Angela like gets up and they're like Bernadine, call me. <laughs> I'm thinking about you. That was me. My uh, grandma yeah, was like, yeah. And so once I, again, you're taking on the persona of black women. But I decided <laughs> I never want to go back there again. Right. And so at least he is. But 100- if that's not that's not healthy. What's because, not healthy? I mean, I would say like to say like the reason that you don't believe. Yeah. In monogamy right now is because of that hurt that you experienced. I just don't want to put myself in a position you where... You don't want to be hurt like that again. Yeah, yeah and if I but have options, order, I won't be hurt like that again. Yeah, but in order to really be in love is you have to be vulnerable. I'm vulnerable with him sense. in other ways. He's white. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay? okay? I ate, that, I that ate chicken pot pie that his mother cooked. It was oh. disgusting. Oh. That's how I'm vulnerable, okay? like oh. So it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, you sacrificed enough. So... <laughs> Mike, chicken, white people. This is the one that hurt, that broke your heart. No, 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 no. no, no. This is a a guy who's still like. But going back to the to the question, like he, I believe that he is queer. I do truly believe that he likes men and women. Mm -hmm. I think that he loves um, me hard, and Mm -hmm. that's and that feels real for him right now. And so he doesn't want to let that go. But is there any taboo? No, because you know why? In the gay community, because gay men mess with women. I think that there. I think that there is, but I think that we're more accepting of it because I think that we understand that men, you know, toxic masculinity is real. Mm. It's a mental illness that Ooh, our men are drinking the water. <laughs> and I think that we understand because we have been persecuted and I went through an experience mm-hmm. of like being bullied, et cetera. I get that everybody has their own journey and I know that I love him and I think that he loves me. And so I think eventually he'll come around or we'll figure it out. But I don't think there's as much of a taboo in our community because we understand that men have to go through what they go through to really to mm. accept themselves. Whereas I think women maybe have it a little bit easier in the sense of like, y'all can be vulnerable, y'all can be emotional, and nobody checks you for it. But if a guy is wrestling with his sexuality, that like somehow diminishes his masculinity, mm. which is bullshit, mm. right? So this guy, I think that he is going to, as I said, it's power, right? Like right. he is not, he is a white dude that has sex with women and that gets and gets women and gets men. He's not just going to give that up overnight. Like, right. I'm cute, but like, you know, this <laughs> is the weave. You. Yeah, I ain't that cute. <laughs> so I, I don't feel jealous because, you, and you know why I don't feel jealous? Or you know why I don't have a taboo against it? Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Like, 
he I don't want somebody in my everyday right now because mm-hmm. I'm I'm focusing on me and from that last nigga from that last breakup I decided that like I'm going to accomplish all my dreams and sometimes men really distract you from that hello and so the fact that like on Sundays he could go over to Stephanie's house okay bye I'll do my work like right. see you on see you on Tuesday so you don't get jealous no because or... they're offering something that I don't have and sometimes um, I I get that feeling I'm cool too. with it mm-hmm. I'm cool with it because. At the core, I know. Now, it's going to You're change. handling it the right way because a lot of people may take that as like, you're offering something. You want something that I can't offer you. I'm not good enough. No. This isn't going to work. Pussy and dick are completely different, right? These are mere facts. Completely yeah. different. And so... <laughs> mere, mere yeah, It's facts. completely different. So, and, and the thing is, it's like... And the beings attached to them. The only reason why I'm so cool with it is because we have a very, very, very good friendship. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I think that we have a very good friendship, and he's honest, he's transparent. Which is very important. Most I niggas would be like, "You were the only one I want. I love you," and then I would find out that he's at yeah. Stephanie's house. Right, but he's like, "Look, pussy's good, and so is dick." <laughs> right, and so I want. Both. I want a smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm, I'm cool with it. I think it has, but I think it has to. It can only happen with really deep transparency. Like the only thing about it that I would say is a downfall is that we talk about everything and that's really his kind of decision he's very transparent about it and I'm like hey he comes home and tells me about the girls I'm like nigga I don't really yeah, give a fuck right. like I don't care that. just use a condom be safe I don't want no Becky in my house mm-hmm. right. um, and he's also I think it's predominantly white women so I'm like right. oh, have fun with that right. <laughs> have fun with the mayonnaise <laughs> nah, okay not feeling any type of right. competition I don't feel any kind of competition really yeah, fuck her she's mediocre <laughs> <laughs> this as well. But if he calls me and says, oh, I met this cool black guy, I'd be like, oh, it's over, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I lost Things him. I lost him. <laughs> when he starts, when he, when he comes over to black men, I'm like, I lost... Because he might he might find the the download men in the park. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know he's in New York. You know them download men be in oh, Central Park. Yes. If he find one of them download guys that are very you know, they'd be like That's the guy in um member for color girls, Janet Jackson's uh-huh. husband. Yeah. If he find one of those, I'd be like, girl, he left me for Daquan. <laughs> it is always a Daquan. Because we so always fun. I'm a, I'm gonna give you the, the true tea is we all men like me who are flamboyant, who are out, who are mm-hmm. aware of who they are, we always get left for these straight ass down low niggas that have like like wives and shit, like mm. like the Janet Jackson movie, because people we are as a society we're obsessed with traditional masculinity. Mm. Even gay men, gay men want the Abercrombie white dude, right? Mm. And so even though the Abercrombie white dude with the chisel body and you know the he the polo, he's not cute, but he's he he's the standard. He's the standard, and so people will leave you for that lie because that okay. nigga has a girlfriend and has all these complicated things. So that just really like makes me upset. So but. what about you added another layer with him being white? So that's why I'm taking it very slow (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like I, I love him and I hope he listens to this, but he probably, he probably will. Um, cause that's the thing. He's a white bae. So he supports everything. Hey Brad. That's the thing. When you have a white bae, they support everything you do. Nigga, I'm at Walmart. He will hashtag that. Like my bae's at Walmart. So proud of him. (laughs) Rolling the fuck back. Shut up. I think that's gay relationships, period. He support. Yeah. Um, it adds a layer that I think slows it down because I I love him for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's so much cultural differences. And, you know, being with somebody that is not black, I think it can be a break from, like, I love y'all, right? But, like, we, oh, we are alive. Yeah, we are alive. It and was so, refreshing to date outside of my race. It's a break. It's a break. But Ooh, child, it's ghetto. still. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a break, but it's hard because um, I let him in to certain things. I'll tell you this funny story. One day we were out. I only know how to like prove my theory with, with narrative. And um, mm-hmm. we were out one day with a bunch of white folks, like kind of like his kind of friends, just, you know, mediocre. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, <The par>. yeah. <laughs> we were, we, yeah, they were having a conversation. I was just walking Essential in. Essential perk friends. Yeah. You know, those friends. No, we were in Richmond. He's from okay. Richmond. Oh. And um, he was here visiting and there were some of his friends and they were like, oh, Chaz, you live in Jackson Ward. And I was like, yeah, I live in Jackson Ward. <laughs> and they were like, oh, like that's near um, Mama Jay's. Do you eat at Mama J's a lot. And I was like, no, like, I was like, well, actually, their food is excellent. I love Mama J's. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, like, caught myself. I was like, yeah, I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then I looked at him and I was like, I don't really eat that at Mama J's. I really <laughs> like Kroger Spot better. <laughs> and then when we got, when we got home, he was like, why did you tell them that you love it? I was like, because when you're around white people, you always support a black business. Hello. Even if the black business is, if it is yeah. not your favorite spot, right. uh-huh. you always support it. Mm-hmm. You just always do. Right. And then I was like, but I let him know. I was like, but I prefer the macaroni and cheese at Kroger Spot. Hello. That's why I, I will drive there versus going to Mama J's, which is across the street from my house. Shout out to both of y'all. I love y'all, but like Kroger Spot <laughs> is my is my place. Yeah. Kroger Spot. And so he street. understands that. So now when we're like out around white people and they'll say something. They're like, oh, do you go to so and so restaurant? I'd be like, yes, fabulous, love it. They they never have a wait. The service is excellent. <laughs> we know damn well. No one's there. You know damn well that service is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they never have a wait because the customer service is it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All the but then we were at, But then fast forward to a few months ago, we were at um, his house with his parents and a bunch of white people having chicken pot pie and kombucha. So wait, wait, wait. His parents know that he dates. They yeah, they kind of know. They his mom is when introduced us. Girl, you let me not Whoa. give you the whole thing. But anyways, yeah. when we were at we were at the we were, fast forward. I to, have a son who's in denial. <laughs> wait, wait. We don't shade, don't shade him because don't shade his girl. Don't, don't be mad. Him. I got me a white man. I'm not trying to break this up. So wait, I'm quality white. And this is a, he's a friend. He's a friend plus. He's yeah, not definitely. a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forward to um, we were at dinner with his parents and his um. Damn, I never forgot my train of thought. Oh, he we're said about we were telling pie. a joke. Yeah, we were telling jokes. He, he said, "Can it. I tell my parents about?" We were talking about like the things I tell him that I don't tell other white people. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, let me tell them about the about the Mama J thing." And I looked at him and I was like, "No, do it." No, and we got home and I was they like, "They don't need to know we're lying." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I said, I was, "That's and that's the that is an example of what makes it so difficult is that when you are comfortable with a white bay, you tell them things like mm-hmm. I'm but that doesn't that mean that Chelsea for bitch, I can't stand her. Right. But let him ever come in public and talk about a, my black friend. Oh nigga, no, get out. Yeah, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's very difficult because sometimes you have to catch yourself. Because in pillow talk, you tell them everything. Yeah. Like, parent, like yes. I didn't think Moonlight was that good of a movie. Mm-hmm. And then if he says that in public, you're like, oh, why would could you, you tell out me like that? Secret? You're supposed to take that to the grave. So there's white people, and then there's like your white bay. You know, now, it's so I di- that's guy. the part that's so difficult. And that's why I'm like, I don't know if this could be a future because I'm not going to host with all the. I dated time. a guy <laughs> briefly who was white, but I, I He's dated still white, right? Turned him out. He was more niggified than me, so I don't know. Um, I dated a guy, a white guy, briefly, and then, but I really dated a guy from India for Ooh. a few months. My right? grandma's Indian. Yeah. That's where the eyelashes come from. <laughs> um, oh my God. I remember this. Oh my God. I'll never forget it. Uh, I told one of my white friends when I was dating the Indian guy, I said, Yeah, my boo's Indian. And she said, Indian, like, and she put the dot on her forehead oh. between her eyes. And she said, See, Indian, like, dot or Indian, like, Ooh. first of all, that's so not the same. I was like, What? My grandma fuck? doesn't have either. So, what the whole fuck? And she's still Indian. Yeah. Yeah. 
What is that? I don't know. Actually, somebody gave it to me before I came. Is it nutritious? I don't. Well, you going with the story? I don't want it. It's not nutritious. It's a cookie. Good. That means I do want it. Anyway. Baker Ooh, Unified Fitness. Mm, I'm just gonna take a little but wait, corner. the dot, what kind of friend is this? Where she mm. grew up at? Huh? Okay. But anywho, as you take a bite of the cookie, too. I ain't going to Baker Unified Fitness. Mm, that's a good cookie, too. Mm-hmm. But um, mm. when I was dating him... Snack break. Right? And it's good. <laughs> so it's hitting all the right spots at one bite. <laughs> I had to, like... One, I got kind of tired of, like, explaining certain shit. Your culture. Why? The main thing, stop fucking touching my hair or asking me why I'm tying my oh, hair. Oh, mine don't do that. Then. He don't even know it's a weave. He just. Then, <laughs> he's another one that thought it was Miracle Girl. No, he just does a comment. I just, I just. I think that just white don't... people be thinking stuff and then they just don't comment sometimes. That's true. Well, that's scary, though. But one of the biggest it's like, things. Are you think, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, like, right. for birth of a nation kind of thinking? Or are you thinking, like, <laughs> don't touch my hair, Salon's video? This is really good. Where, who the fuck gave you this? That's my piece. you from work meeting. Oh, oh, this is just like oh, this is perks the oatmeal of the raisin. job. Oh, I want the oatmeal raisin actually. That's oh. what I was. This is not. Um, I was actually. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Like we ate half the cookie. Like I'm giving y'all a piece, not the whole thing, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit. Ain't nobody tell y'all this. Not buy some stuff in front of niggas. He didn't even offer. We just was like, hmm, let's go find cookies now. <laughs> but that's the difference, though. Like, see, you just caught it. Like black spaces, we don't even have to ask to see the cookie. Well, if I we were that, I still should know. But if we were with this white is, people, this they is would... black spaces. You put the cookie in the middle of the this table. For everybody. If you put the cookie on your side, I would have thought it was for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since you put it back in the middle, what does this mean, for right everybody? Now? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Break me in half of your half. We're get... He wanted the oatmeal raisins okay. from you. So the na- so the native this friend Tell me oh. about this Indian guy. Indian friend. Mm-hmm. I love it. He would um. There were some things, I mean, even, like, small things as far as, like, I was like, where are the washcloths in your house? They don't use them. They don't use them. Well, most of the world doesn't, but even still. Um, But the main thing for me was, I felt, okay, he's from India, and he owned, like, three or four um, urban apparel stores. (laughs) He sold. That's the thing. They love us. (laughs) Yeah. They love. They, that's a common thread. They always love us. I don't know if he loved us as much as they love the idea of such an easy consumer we are. Mm. That oh, we can... That's we, deep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can make easy money off of them. Ugh. And so, like... That makes me mad. He used to say things that that's were... That's what um, a lot of Asians do when it comes to hair yeah. stores, too. Yeah, definitely. But Well, Asian people suffer from mono-minority, which is mm. just white supremacy has conditioned them that if they stay on mass side and act as, you know, act like they're white and mm-hmm. then they'll pass like the stereotypes mm-hmm. of like Asian people are good at math mm-hmm. all those types of things that works for them but don't work for us white supremacy has just duped them because mm-hmm. at the end of the day they still you know treat it like shit too right. they're just Damn. used for their labor mm. <laughs> I'll hit you with sorry yeah. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> hey Lauren girl <laughs> so when, yeah when Asian people be racist against black people like you, y'all are dumb like y'all are being duped <laughs> duped <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But one of the main things that bothered me, and like you said, when you have a relationship with someone, there's that pillow talk and that level of honesty. Um, and some things that he may have like said to like his Indian friends that he may not have said to another black person, but because yeah. we had that relationship, yeah, yeah. he was comfortable. Yeah. And sometimes I didn't want him to be that comfortable. 
And some things that he would say, you know, like, you know, you get like a hit dog a holler. Mm-hmm. You get mad when you know certain things are true. And so he would say, like, I'll never go out of business. He said, as long as I place, he, like, he would sell Jordans, uh, all of the hot. He said, I'll never go out of business. He said, all I got to do is put my stuff where black people are. Uh, he said, black people will ride the bus to get $200 shoes every month when that could have been a car note. Can you get way back up, though? Um, mm. It's a dumb question, but I really don't know what hit dog will holler means. When Andrew, the, the governor <laughs> used that, the governor for Florida, shout out to him, he gonna win. Yeah. Andrew Gilliam. Andrew, yeah, he used that on his um, debate, but what exactly does in that a, expression in a, mean? In a, um, in a uh, what's it called? Puppy litter, I guess you could say. Okay. If you have a litter or if you have a crowd, if you throw some in the crowd, only the, the person that got hit is gonna holler it, meaning it only affects you. The person that's the loudest, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's you. Uh, you know what I mean? So a hit dog will holler. So he was saying that like the the guy was the white guy was guilty for what he was doing. Right. So a hit holler. dog will holler. It uh, means that okay. if it applies to you, then you're the you're people the have been using that and memes and stuff, and I've been the, the nigga like, when is it mean? I know I'm an academic, say, but I'm mm. done. <laughs> you know, like, oh God, I don't want my people to know that I don't know. <laughs> Not <laughs> the for cultural epitaph. I have been <laughs> waiting for a moment to be like, what is it mean? It's okay, that. we're breaking it down. You were giving me the gay lingo, and I'm giving you like that down south shit. Got it. Hit dog um, a holler. I'm a hit it dog a holler. Tomorrow I'm at work, I'm gonna be like, good morning, Chas. A hit dog will holler, bitch. <laughs> you gonna be using it wrong. Chas, how do you feel about this dissertation? A hit dog will motherfucking holler. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't know much, but I do know <laughs> that a hit dog will motherfucking holler. <laughs> Next, <laughs> roof, roof, <laughs> roof. All right, tell your story. But, Sorry, but nonetheless, he he got a little bit too, and he was honest. That was too. That's too honest. Though. It was too honest. Yeah. And then one time he said something where I was like, "Hold up, this we can't do." And this kind of like changed the way that I looked at him. Um, he was talking about like he was like, "Yeah, you know." He was like, I have a girl who lives in the ghetto. I know she lives in the ghetto. Um, her ki- She comes up here like she barely has enough money to get the, the kids the shoes. Like, you could take your kids anywhere to get shoes. Why are you buying them $150 sneakers? They don't need $150 sneakers if that's not what you can afford. But poor people need joy, too, though. Let's just be clear. Mm. Everybody needs joy, right? Mm. Like, everyone needs joy. Like, I, I moved to my mom's house when I was 17 years old. Um because I, if it was either that or I was gonna take my life, and mm. like I still splurged on some shit. I mean, my sister and I had a fifty. I had a. I was on food stamps when I was like mm-hmm. about to go to college, and like mm-hmm. I still went to Six Flags. <laughs> like, oh, that's different. I know, but like some people would say, like you, if you on food stamps, then you shouldn't be. You should be spending. Fuck that. I'm seventeen years old. I'm not supposed to have a childhood. <laughs> Fuck that. I want some free food stamps. <laughs> Anybody but please? I, but you know, I grew up in white. <laughs> Slide tents. in my DMs. Mm-hmm. I used to have that. I used to be conditioned by that kind of thinking of thinking like, if you're poor, you shouldn't be buying Jordans and stuff like that. But like, you can't police. You, have to find you can't police you can't other people's joy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he would say like, he said something one day. He, he sounds like, like a douchebag. He said they're so ghetto. Who's they? Exactly. And that's exactly what First I said. First of all, you're Indian. Like we are not. First of all, you have a mattress that on the dip? floor at your house. Like what the fuck? <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> right. <laughs> And your sheets and your comforter do not coordinate. Let me shut up because I've had sex with men at, at their, at, you know, they have, they'd be like, can I meet you in the park? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharing this space with my straight, like <laughs> my fraternity brothers don't know that I'm like sucking dick. Mm. Like, well, how'd you get in the fraternity? 
Right. Shout out to the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I told y'all I was coming back for y'all. Was, <laughs> I'm not going to say no names, but uh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> but when he said they're so ghetto, and I said, who, who is they? He was like, not you, black people. What's that mean? Motherfucker, oh, what do I you think I am? <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, this is real Lucia. He got pee, y'all. Uh, <laughs> that was um, so cute, though. He put a little box around it. I gotta pee. And I asked him, I said, what the fuck do you mean by they're so ghetto? Like, or they're, he was like, not them. They're, they're black. I'm black. Yeah, I'm black. You're and, talking about me. And... and the only difference between me and the girl in the projects who has three kids may be opportunities that my parents were able yeah. to give me that she didn't have or education. Ooh! You scared the shit out of me. Hello. Hey, mom. What? No, it's not a nigga, but you probably just a you. <laughs> that is not it's Halloween. Ass, I didn't know if I was you being tricked or treated. Right. <laughs> I did do the hug about but yeah, it was just like um, you're a little bit too comfortable. And I don't give a fuck how much money I ever get, what opportunities I'm afforded. I'm black first. Yeah. And I always identify with being black. And I don't look down for anybody because, like I said, it's just a situation of opportunities that I was afforded that this person may not have. And especially in being a substitute teacher lately, my God, Mm. you know, (laughs) it's some badass kids in badass schools, but... In those schools are some gems. Yeah. And in those schools, there are kids who... I had a kid straight up tell me, I know I'm smart. I just like to do bad shit. Mm. And it's like... He was like, yeah, I I tested into the gifted school. But I I didn't think it was going to be fun. So my main thing is... um, you meant what you missed. Hey, Chaz. Chaz is back. I was like, yeah, that wasn't me. I was I was dumb as shit in school. I just knew how to talk white. <laughs> Let me trick these niggas. I got a university original scholarship. I'm like, hi. Yes. Like, how are you? Like, they love niggas from Connecticut. They think, oh, oh, he yeah. must be so uppity. I was like, y'all don't even know. The, the, the there is a hood in Connecticut. There's a hood in Connecticut. It's a, it's a hood everywhere. Everywhere. That's what you can count on. It's a hood everywhere. But we're about to wrap up the show. I can't believe it's been an hour and... Oh. Yeah, hour and 15 minutes. Damn. That's not that bad. Mm. It flies by. It does fly by. So, um... Can I talk? Yeah. So I went to therapy today for the first time. Yes! Yes. Thank you. Black girls in therapy. So it, go? I, it went so well. So I not the first time, but I went to therapy when I was in um, middle school and high school. But that was more forced. Okay. And then, um, like two years ago, I went because I really thought I was going to like have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I once I got through that little hard place, I kind of stopped going. And so this time I was very intentional. Even last time I went, I was very intentional. I wanted it to be a black woman because mm-hmm. um, I wanted somebody that very I could connect with. Can identify yeah. with your experience. Yeah. yeah. So when I went in there, first of all, she had bags of lavender. I was like, how oh, she know I like oh lavender? God. We need more black people to become therapists. Yes. So like but they are, a, though. Finding a unicorn mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. I would there's... love a black gay male. I would love a black gay mm. male doctor. I'm tired of trying to explain to straight doctor, mm. okay, this is what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... The dick goes in here. <laughs> yeah. So this What? Is... To your 
I have I've only had straight male doctors. I've never had a gay doctor. So wow. it's always a little strange. That time. seems like it would be so Because when they're talking a... to me about sex, I'm like, uh, Wait, we're not talking about the same type of sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're not and they're not comfortable yeah, talking about the sex right. that I'm talking about. Wow, I'm like, nigga, I don't something... wanna die, so you need to get comfortable. Yeah. Sorry, mm. no, 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 no. So I wonder if there are because I I think everything's Google Googleable. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that is a option, a yeah. thing. To Google or so somebody, look up. if somebody listening knows, let yeah. me know. But I know a a black gay woman therapist. No, no, no. no I want he's a talking doctor, about a doctor, like, a, like his PCP, fe- like a right, yeah, PCP. Too. There are not a lot of black gay PCPs out no, there. Yeah. Where the hell they at? But I'm pretty sure you somewhere you can find some at U of R. <laughs> I think that there, there's some someone, but I don't know if there's like a space. There definitely should be a space or there something should. like that, like because there on there's a website for like black ther black Therapist, female therapists. Yeah. Oh, so good. I think that there mm. should be is that what things. you use? No, and she was asking me how I found her. I really don't remember. Mm. Okay, but so I got in there, and you know, sh- she started asking me the first time I went to therapy as an adult. I didn't want to talk about my like my childhood because I needed help then about what I was going through at that time. Yeah. And so after going through that and understanding how important it is to like trace back to like my ch- childhood and work my way up, mm-hmm. I found so much value in that. So mm-hmm. then today we just this was like the intake one. So it was an hour and a half of us just talking about me. Oh, cool. And I've I opened up to her about something that I've never told anybody ever day in my life mm-hmm. and so i'm like by the time we left i'm hugging her i'm like you're practically my best friend now Aww. but she she was so nice um she was funny like really funny not like you know how people try to say jokes and then it's like <laughs> well she was black y'all had yeah the, y'all had yeah the so it was connection. like the audit you know how earlier you said that women or or black people in general we automatically have some type of connection where yeah. it's like we never met a stranger that's and so, so that's how i felt like us sitting there and talking about you know relationships, career, health, all of these things, and so I'm really excited to yes. go back. Congrats! Uh, that's yeah. good. I think that I think everybody needs therapy. Definitely Not to be invasive, but are you going to go on a weekly basis, monthly? I want to go weekly, and she wants me to come back next week, but I forgot I was going to be out of town, so I need to tell her. Don't start. Don't start that. Though you like, I forgot I'm going to be out of town. No, 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 because no, consistency is key. No, no, no. I am, but I am going to be out of town. I'm not going to be here Where next week. I'm going to Las Vegas on Sunday. Oh. It's for what? my first time. It's a work trip. You want to meet some? You want to meet someone? You meet some? No, no a work trip. Yeah, it's a work trip. It's but a you conference. Work for yourself. What I know it's a um, <laughs> invasive. <laughs> <much? laughs> but exactly. Bitch, you job. So wait. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how? How? <laughs> so when when you work for yourself, do, do you pay for your flights? It's not a work trip. It's it a is a trip. work trip. Bitch, you going to a conference? <laughs> For work. <laughs> Damn. Let me feel normal for one. So wait, you didn't you, you date only men or women? Men and only women. men. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, I, there's no luck you, over here. Whenever, though. People, whenever people who are homophobic like say shit to me, I'm like, you are dumb. You think I chose to date fuckboys? And okay. Niggas? Like, this is that's how you know gayness is not I a choice. I opted out of that package. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm getting out of here. Let me pack my bag out here. Yeah. They are, lied. The grass is greener. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot. I will go on the record as a black man saying there are a lot of 
There are a lot more. Women. There are a lot more amazing women than there are men. Like there are men. I've explained that. To I believe it. That is true. This is how I've explained dating women. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have. Imagine your girlfriends, right? Yeah. All of your girlfriends are like popping in some way. Mm-hmm. They, they finish school. They're working on their passion. They're doing they're something. They're driven. They they're communicate. Driven. They call you back. Yeah. They don't, yes, send, they don't send texts at two in the morning and say, Six. you home? Right, right, right. It at least says, and hey, are you home? Exactly. <laughs> and the you is just the you. Right. <laughs> you couldn't put the other they two They didn't even say, no, first of all, let's keep it real. They didn't even say you home. They said you up. Yeah, you up. <laughs> you and then up. you up. Um, <laughs> and I, I always say, like, Niggas imagine, can never communicate. imagine your, can. the qualities that your girlfriends have being your dating pool. I know. And that's why, like, it's so easy. Like, I've only dated two girls. No, you're right, though. But it's like women, especially black women, like, right, we have our shit together. And even mm. when we don't have it together... We, we got it, it together, and we're putting it together. Compared to both, we're working. Yeah. Yeah. And, like it's just like something. The essence of I hate him so much. <laughs> he said it so casually. What he was just I don't know what you said with the tone. So um, what, what? What is your like? What as a as as the matriarchs of our society as black women? Like, what do you think it will take for men to really like step their pussy up? Like, what do you think it will take? Because it shouldn't be on on the back of well, the Well, let me woman, make this right? really fucking clear. I'm not dating a woman. I feel like I need to say this. I'm not dating a woman because men are shit. Okay. I'm dating a woman because I met her and I thought she was amazing. Good. And I was like, oh shit, you're a girl. That's beautiful, well, but men here. are still shit. So what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that what, what men need to really like... Um, and we don't mean all. We just mean I'm, 99 points. I'm going to be specific and say black men. Mm. What these other men are doing, I can't vouch or speak for them. Um, Making chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but, babe. <laughs> but I think that black men, um, and you know what? I'm going to make, okay. So I think that black men need to make black women, I'm not going to say make black women because you need to feel valuable on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but show black women that they are valued and appreciated. Even if you're not fucking them. Even if you're not fucking them. Like, has friends. I don't... If if I meet a guy and he doesn't have a consistent amount of female friends, mm-hmm. like, he just hangs out with dudes, it's a... it's a, Like, no. Because you don't value women. So, what about... I met a guy that only had female friends, but he's a straight man. That's okay. I right? think... I have a... I had a problem with that. Why? Why don't you have any male friends? Because men ain't shit. Maybe he was just tired of the toxic But ma- the, maybe the same quality... Or he was a fucking hoe. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> reality was. That too. That too. But I do think that it's... The nigga it's, that cheated on me was an introvert as fuck. And I was like... Mine too! Some, I was like, you should make some friends. And he was like, all right. That dick was real social though. <laughs> that dick was social as fuck. He was on Grindr talking about he was on Grindr to make friends because he was too shy to talk to people in person. I was like, okay, I understand that. Oh, hell no. I know. I was dumb. Oh, you believed, <laughs> you believed it for a little be- bit. I believed it because you he, in- he was he's black and he was very um you couldn't tell that he was gay. So we would go mm-hmm. to the gay bar and people wouldn't talk to him. They'd be like they would fl- clock they would fling to me, like uh-huh. flock to me. And um I felt bad because I was like, Well, you're just not like people are they're not the gay not coming. Yeah, and I'm a social working. butterfly and, a social and you're butterfly. not. Yeah, I'm that bitch. <laughs> and do you see my fucking eyelashes? Yeah, you're not. And I felt bad. So I, I understood that he was using you know the online space to kind of make friends, but but everybody somebody, else on there. But then somebody was like, dating. somebody was like, nigga, you you my, you believe that this thing was all right and making friends. Ex and I was like, too. I love him. <laughs> my ex did that too. I mean, I didn't really necessarily Fuck know about him. it, but he was doing that too. <laughs> but I I do think that it's important for for me that black men make black 
uh, allow black women to feel comfortable and and valued. Mm. And like you said, not just when you're fucking. Yeah. Like in gen- like I was talking about like sex trafficking, human trafficking, all that shit like that's going on wow. and especially right here in Richmond. And I was saying like I challenge men if you see a woman and you know you're a good guy or whatever, and you see something, say something, or yeah. let women know that they're safe and they're protected around you. You don't have to know her. You don't. I mean, yeah. she might still be a leery of you, but like to know that I should be able to look at a black man and, and feel be, safe and comfortable, and, and be like, if anything goes down, he's got my back. Because that's how we look at black women. We know, mm-hmm. like I know that that like, we're gonna go. I know mm-hmm, that so like, bad for y'all. Is, yeah. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Even as a gay man, like I know that my mother and I have our issues. Like at the end of the day, like we're, she's right or die. Black women son. will go to bat and go to war Even if for they don't anybody agree with, yeah. in our life. That's true. And, but we don't always feel that in return. I understand. And it sucks that, that it that the person that we feel it from the most is black men. Mm. What would you say, Samia? I agree. So yesterday, um, this girl was asking. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and we were downtown, and she was asking. She was on the phone looking for a ride, and she was asking if I knew any taxis down here. In my mind, I'm like, well, bitch, just get on Lyft or Uber and Uh, catch a ride. And so she's, like, asking people. And the guy that I was talking to um, last night, you know, he heard her talking and asking people about taxis and arguing with somebody about a ride. And then he was like, "Um, where do you live? And she was like, you know, on first street or something like that. And he was like, I'll take you home. Uh Uh-huh. And I had so much respect for him for doing that, but I damn sure my uncle take her home. Right? Oh, you bitch. Um, I'm not not even that, but she was. I saw her earlier in the day, and she had a very nasty attitude toward my friend that was waiting on her. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel bad for her, but <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm glad that that. Yeah, she talked all that shit, and you don't even have a ride home. But he. <laughs> He, um, I, I, I had so much respect for him because I knew that it was a guy that was taking her. He was, she was safe with him, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it wasn't like he was about to be like weird right, or creepy right. or anything like that. Um, there have also been times where like there's been an issue or something. Somebody's arguing or somebody is really belligerently drunk or on drugs, and I've been around black men and I felt comfortable because yeah. I'm around mm-hmm. black men, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that there's I I'm always and, and people have always told me because I'm only attracted to, to black men mm-hmm. and to be specific. Me too, but they very just black, yeah, <laughs> very black men. Yeah, 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 it's yeah you very bought true. home the chicken pot pie. He loves me though. <laughs> no, I'm being for real. No. Like, at the end of the day, like right. that's what's I, most I wanna, important. I want right. to end up with a black man too, but the same I share the same love of what, yeah. of what y'all are saying is like. You know, when I was growing up, like I was only called a faggot and mm. bullied mainly by by black, black men, men because of how we are so insecure in our mm. in our male identity. And so, yeah, like I want to end it with the black men too, but like I wish that that black men, you know, saw me and my gender fluidity as something that was valuable. Yeah. Like, I want to go into the barbershop and and be able to have a conversation. Yeah, without with a, feeling with like friend, you're being judged, without sure. feeling like or without somebody whispering like "faggot" when I walk mm. by. Like, that doesn't happen in right. white spaces. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to say, but right. not, you know, and I I want to feel. I don't have a lot of. I want to feel that I can have an authentic friendship yeah. with a black man that's not on down low. 
um, and that is not uh, treating black, black women yeah, terribly. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just a good, a good black nigga, person. Yeah. Right. They're out there. Or fuck it, just a good Who person. Yeah. They're out there, but it's just Where like, you where? at? Yeah, come, come home. <laughs> yeah, come through. Because I'm out here eating chicken pot pie. <laughs> I, and you, I love him. I thought he was about to say eating pussy. <laughs> no, I love my chicken pot pie nigga. Good. <laughs> Yo, chicken pot pie nigga. White bay is sweet. White bay treats me good. Okay. That's what's and that's most that important. But I'm still single. So, so if you the know anyone who's black and good, yeah, I'm still available right. to be taken. Because he's, yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's with Becky. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I'm free on Tuesdays good. and Thursdays from 6 to 9 p.m. Right. Sis of the Get Week should have been his song. Okay, single song of the week. All right, so let's close out the show with the single survival tip of the week. Okay. Uh, Samia, do you want to go first or who? Yeah. I, uh, what is my tip? My tip has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about. Okay. Okay, so um, there's a girl that I follow that was um, or has been diagnosed with HIV mm. and um, oh, wow. I think that a lot of people assume that HIV is this thing, like some dirty person yeah. that's been, Definitely. you know, and it, it could happen to any of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, you trust the wrong person and a lot of people I think we mm. you know we've had sex and we haven't gone to we learning like sex ed you know you need to go get tested I have had I will admit that I have had sex unprotected with somebody that we didn't test mm-hmm. you know to see if we had STDs mm-hmm. or anything like that and I think a lot of people do that um, so I went to the doctor and got a full on full check everything any mm-hmm. nook cranny and everything and so I just my tip is to um Check on yourself. Make sure you're going to the doctor regularly, um, especially men. I think women, we're really quick to be like, some don't look right, something ain't right. Mm. I'm gonna go to the doctor, mm-hmm. but encourage them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. for my tip is to encourage men to do the same thing. Yeah. The men that are in your life, making sure that they're going to the doctor um, and getting checked up um, on a regular basis, even if it's not they need to go to the doctor. Period. Um, but more so for their sexual health and. Even anybody on here. If you haven't got checked in a long time, go back. I know it may be scary, but it's better to know than not know it all. So that's my tip. Yeah, I feel like for my tip, I'm going to read um, an Instagram post from um, Aleve.kai. And um, it says, do not allow your loneliness to lower your standards. Mm. Read that again. Do not allow your loneliness to lower your standards. And I feel like that's my single (laughs) tip of the week because I've definitely experienced um, Mm -hmm. severe loneliness where Mm -hmm. I felt like I've let people into my home and into my body that I am not proud of. And really because I work so much Mm -hmm. and like I just kind of work and work and work and then you come home you're like oh shit like I'm single I'm, yeah. yeah I want what do somebody I do? Yeah. And you just I want to be you just want to be with <laughs> yeah. somebody yeah you just want somebody mm-hmm. to come you know I'm into more nipple play. <laughs> yeah. but somebody come back you can pass my butt yeah. right. rub on my nipple. I just think you know don't allow loneliness to let you make bad decisions mm-hmm. and you know being single is a great opportunity to really focus on yes. you so. like for me I'm I'm definitely okay with where I am now because I'm over the loneliness part and mm-hmm. I know that there are people who love me and I just know that I have to find Right for right now, a yeah. traditional love, and that mm-hmm. sometimes you know being with the friends plus and having you know safe friends that mm-hmm. you're um that you're intimate with is cool. But just like you know, find ways to to cure your loneliness and don't just like let it totally beat you down. Yeah, yeah. that's Very good. so good. Um, my single survival tip is going to be get in your bag, sis. Mm. Like 
lately, um, I've been very clear and transparent on this show. Like, when I'm in a great mood, when I'm in a funk, when I feel depressed, when I feel like a loser, when I, like, everything that I feel, I've been very open about. And so, like, for a couple of months, I was in a funk. Like, everything was just kind of like, what is going on with my life? I felt like I wasn't in control. Um, A lot of people don't know, or some people may. A few years ago, I was really into working out, and I lost 50 pounds. I felt great about myself. And more than the weight, the discipline of working out just kind of trickled over to everything in my life. Mm. And so a bitch is back in the gym. Hey. Hey. Yes. And What's your playlist? <laughs> uh, I have your gym song? City Girls. The whole City Girls situation is not my shit. <laughs> where the bag at, nigga? Where the bag uh. at? Um, but I've been going to Baker Unified Fitness. Um, I hired a trainer, mm. and it's been really good. But um, I've been going to him for about two weeks. Before that, I was kind of doing some things like weight on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like feeling better. Good. And sometimes like, for like right now, it seems like working out has like made nothing about my situation has changed. I ain't got more money. I ain't got a new job. But your mind, but my mind and my outlook is so much different. That's you amazing. sleep better when you get that good sweat. Yeah, get good cool. sweat. And um, I would just encourage anybody. My survival tip is to get in your bag, whatever your bag is. And I want everybody to be um, your your what is health is wealth. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. And so, like, take a look around. Like, well, I don't know what health is wealth. I eat a lot of quinoa, and I still ain't got no money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, the I'm thing on a is- grad student salary. But my Venmo is Chaz.Antoine. <laughs> if you're wondering. Yeah, yeah so... I just want women to take White Bay told me that. <laughs> Hello. I want people to take care of themselves. Find that thing, that one thing that makes you happy or that can trigger the happiness that trickles down to everywhere else. And I know it can be hard mm-hmm. to like even find the motivation because I thought I was in like a borderline depression state. I just didn't even feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed myself to do that, take that one step. And then after a couple steps, I'm like, you know what? I'm game. I'm down for this shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, do whatever that is to get in your bag. Uh, Chaz, how can they keep up with you on Instagram, Facebook, all that good shit? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at. Um, May I follow you? Yes. Okay. Follow I, I, wanted to wait. Right. I wanted to wait. I was like, let me see if we're going to be friends after the episode. Then, <laughs> then I'll let you know my Instagram. You're going to unfriend me after this episode. <laughs> my Instagram is um, I don't allow fuckboys to follow me. So oh, after thought, this episode, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, all y'all can follow me. I, was I like, thought it was I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. No, my Instagram is um, I am my life underscore Chaz, C H A Z. Um, and then my program Instagram is just um, at I am my life. And then on Facebook, I'm Chaz Antoine. Uh, Twitter, it is C-H-Z as in zebra underscore P-H-D. Um, yeah. Give me a follow. Represent the credentials. Yes, represent the credentials. Just give me a follow. I would love to uh, connect, be invited again to, you know, yes. come shoot the shit and talk with you. It was very yeah. fun. It was a hoot. Samia, yes. how can they keep up with you, baby? Hey, y'all. Uh, um, mm. <clears throat> please follow me. <laughs> If you need pictures, <laughs> if you need pictures of the holidays, holidays are coming up. Um, if you might be, you might be. Ooh, I got distracted just now. Right. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> literally, uh, literally. Um, senior pictures, holiday pictures, and if you have any old pictures, 
that you want restored. I think that's a great um, present for your parents or Mm -hmm. grandparents Mm -hmm. for the holidays. Hit me up. My Instagram is Samia Minix Photography. She's going to tag me on the episode, so I'm not going to spell it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you can follow me at starting underscore Chelsea is my personal page. And follow the fucking podcast page at Single in the City Podcast. Uh, Oh, fuck, I forgot a listener letter, but we'll do it next week. Damn. Why can't we do it? Because time. time. You gotta go. Right. Okay, fine. This bitch will stay here all night. You I gotta will. watch her. Um, but follow the podcast page. Uh, send us your listener letters uh, at single in the city podcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, and motherfucking review the <laughs> podcast. Black people. Review. Review. Not just read other people's reviews. Right. Leave your own review. Right, it is greatly appreciated. Signed management. Um, it's been another week of being not single, so as, single fuck. as fuck. I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm over here in my Caucasian home. <laughs> and Both ends. We're going to get our pot pie. Bye, bitches. Bye. Good night. That was cute. How do you, people might be listening to this during the day? Oh, bye. Good day. Bye. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me. Thank you, Chad. That was awesome. That was yeah. so good. That's so bad. <laughs> I'm booked for the year, but I'm going to need to make some arrangements. You booked for the year? Oh, That's yeah. That's fine. I want to be, if this, is, if this is still on, I want to be booked for the year, too. So, yeah. Send me a minute to talk for you. I just started a podcast. We're, we're, just, we're getting off the ground. It's called oh. Black, It's going to be called Black Matter. Yeah. Basically, we're just bringing on like people who we feel like are really expanding what it means to be black. Mm-hmm. So just talking about like everything black, but like think about like diverse blackness. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing! Help, I will bring you on. Yeah. If you need help getting on platforms, all that yes. kind of shit, let me Has know. Has it been easy, or you feel like it's a lot? Um, starting can be a little bit hard, mm-hmm. getting the groove. Um, but once you like, I I have taken control. When I first started, I was very organized, and but life can just like you have work, you mm-hmm. have so much stuff. Um, but keeping the pot, oh Claire, um, it's it's not that hard. Um, once you get this well oiled machine, and I needed to get back into my corporate roots and planning for the quarter in advance. We're done. So like now I'm already out of 2018. I'm already in 19 plans for 19 guests for 19. They edit your episodes. Um, no, I just have them, um, mix it down and send it to me. I do it.